Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 114. Science Fan here with Cinder N, who is drinking from his, damn it, it starts with an S. Stein. Stein. That's right. Ben Stein. Got it. I'll remember that for next time for sure. How are you doing? Good, sir. Good, good. Woke up, had a shower. Now I'm here. Great to hear. That's very riveting lifestyle you you have. Do you yeah, do anything it's... other than play Dota? Yes, I play other games and walk my dog, and spend time with my girlfriend. Cinder, you need to live a little and walk my dog again. Okay, get a cat, then you'll live yes, a little. That's, that is true. You need a cat and a dog. Uh, okay. Um, oh, sorry, I almost forgot to do patron shoutouts. I was going to skip right ahead. Thank you to our inbruged here, as always. Thank you to your friend, Andrew, Semper Pi, Hakuna Matata, the guy in the chair, Lucas Frankel, Commander Donut, I'm playing position five in real life, Bonsai Wise Guy Chicken Pot Pie, wife doesn't want me to cancel so she continued to explore smut literatica until we're broke and she is bone dry, Chakar, playing against Wyvern in lane is so shitty his second spell should be called Sphincter Blast, the Megapope. Don't be afraid to tell us what you think. Don't be afraid to tell us. Oh, God. Don't be afraid to tell us what you want in life, TI in New Zealand. And that was Zan, quite the tongue twister, huh? That is. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko01, Hamscroats. Bacon thinks CP3 is cursed with Scott Foster. This is the only time I'm going to put. Fuck, I'm really bad at reading today. This is the only time I'm not going to put a fucked up name here. I just want to give a shout out to my good friend. Ojim? Ojim. Ojim? I guess. Oim, maybe? I'm going to go with Ojim. Okay, go ahead, Sinner. Shark TM. Pro Counter-Strike 1.6 player, Suns Fan TV. Novi Panda. Dop, for the love of God, eat Chosnik once in a while. True, very true. Nothing to see here. Underscore man. Ben Broomhead started following the NBA's following the NBA because of Suns fan, but started going for the Lakers before finding out Suns fan hated them. Lol. Pitch black, wooden aftertaste, dumb talk, anonymous. We plague things. A podcast about the OG fan of the Sun Pharaoh and his battles with Moses the Sinner Man. Hmm. Yes. Sounds like cool lore. Peter, the first person convicted of speeding, was going eight miles per hour. Nibling. Hmm. That sounds that sounds hilarious. Like eight miles per hour. Sounds How fake. fast is that? That's, That's very twelve point five kilometers per hour for those of you who do wow. units. Perkadirk loves Suns fan center and Saturday and Slacks. I forgot Susie Maruna. All right. I because Suns told no. People sorry, that's to not get... no. That's my mistake. That's from a different tier. Don't worry about okay. that. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> I forgot to cut that out. That's right. That's awesome name. The other guy. <laughs> Forget about that one. All right. So, so... Can I read out the name regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want, go ahead. Free advertisements for All him. All right. You get a free in Bruce tier shout out without being in Bruce tier. <laughs> I, because sons told people to get vaccinated. Get your vaccines for the love of Gabon. <laughs> thank you. Very yeah, much. thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, before we get started, I wasn't going to talk about NBA, but I will say the NBA draft is actually today. Uh, oh. I don't know anything about it because the Suns are were good this year, so we're not going to get a you good get second pick. to last pick, right? That's right. We get second to last pick. No idea what our prospects look like. No idea. Draft day is usually pretty fun because there's a lot of trades and whatnot. But while what this is going on, what do you think you should fill? Oh, we need anyway? we need a backup center slash maybe even a starting power forward. We need like front line tall guys. That's our biggest weakness okay. right now for sure. I'm your guy. I'm yep. 193. It's very tall. Uh, How tall would sure. I be in the NBA? Like bottom 20 percent? You're six four, right? Yeah. Six four is a guard. Six four and a bit. Like Chris Paul, who was our second best player last year, is six foot. Actually, he is. There's not many people that are six foot that are that accomplished. I'll just say that there are a few, but it's right. not very common at all. But while this is happening, what if you the Olympics were like two mm-hmm. feet. Then you could like run. You could just juggle between the legs, or dribble. Sorry, not juggle. Dribble you between the juggle, legs of the other players. If juggle really shorts. Is that what you're trying to say? If you're really short, you could like dribble under the other players. That's one way to look at it. It wouldn't be against the rules, right? If somebody really short played. No, it's not against the rules. It'd just be very difficult to do anything. You could never get a shot up. No, but you could pass. (laughs) Wow. Why would anybody guard you then? I don't know. How tall is Magic Johnson? Like he's tall. He was very tall, actually. Oh, am I thinking of the wrong guy? Does someone who was it in like the 70s or something? That was short. It was like one meter so, 70 or something. There's a guy that was in the NBA who's actually in the first Space Jam. His name is Muggsy Bogues. He was five foot three. That might right. be the shortest player of all yeah. time. That's like actually. one. That's less than one. That's 160 or something. I don't know what it is in yeah. your units. But anyway, yeah, the Olympics. He was really good, uh, right? So you take him and he was him good. half as yeah. tall, and then he can dribble under the legs of the other players. I don't yeah. know. I think I'm onto you, something. You're, yeah, keep keep that up. Uh, the Olympics mm-hmm. are happening, Cinderin, which I haven't really been True. following, but the the Olympic basketball team are terrible, apparently. They've lost more games than they ever have or since What are the rules for that? What do you mean, what are the rules? Like, how can the American Olympic basketball team lose when you have the biggest division in the world by far? So it's not like Is it because the 90s... you import all the good players or... I mean, uh, uh, nah, not really. The world has caught up in skill a bit, right? Or dramatically since the 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the original dream team with like Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, and all those guys, uh, they kind of put the NBA, like, that's the NBA was on the map, but that really took it to the next level. And everybody was really right. bad compared to the NBA. Now, there's a mm-hmm. lot of like foreign players that have made it to the NBA. So they're kind of spread out with their teams and whatnot. But if you look right. at like skill versus skill, like player versus player, nobody has this roster that's even remotely close to the NBA. But they do practice a lot more ahead of time. So minus like let's say the couple players uh, that are in the NBA that are not on their team during like the practice time, you have like 
many months of practice with these guys where right. the Olympics for the NBA players are just put together really quickly. So yeah, on paper they're better, mm-hmm. but man, they look bad. So right. Anywho, let's get started with the actual episode. So first thing, Cinderin, Sweden has kind of backtracked, it feels like. Uh sounds like they're allowing entry for esports at an elite level. A little too late for TI. Good job, Sweden. A little too late. A little bit too late, you would say. Um, all it took was for you to pass on, in many ways, the biggest possible event you could have ever had to realize you probably shouldn't have done that. Good job. Yeah. So, with a proposal, the government hopes, among other things, to be able to prevent the large Counter-Strike tournament CSGO majors, which are planned... Uh, in the autumn. So I guess it's not fully done yet, but it sounds like it's going to get done. Uh, but yeah, too late for Dota, but still time for counterforces. Uh, so that mm-hmm. is the quick story about Sweden, which again, like if it just feels like it, over the course of time, it's, it's going to become the standard anyway. Uh, let's get on to some roster. Sh- no, I guess it's not the roster shuffle technically, but Team Undying has announced that they will be going un- I was going to say unsponsorless, but that's not technically true. Without an org, but they are looking for sponsors. So they will be joining uh, Quincy Crew as the other non-org type team, which doesn't mean that they're going to long-term be a player-owned org necessarily. Same with Quincy Crew. They just didn't find a deal. This is the way I'm reading it. I don't know any insider information. Right. Here, that They just didn't find a deal that made sense, which it could be good. It could be bad. We just won't know. It just depends on their placing, right? If they place really high, then yeah, they didn't need an org and they get to make up for whatever boot camp uh, money they put in. But if they place really poorly, then they could get screwed. So it's definitely Give you some quick sorts. maths here, Shannon. Okay. Let me give you some real quick maths. Last year's TI, anything but very last place paid a minimum of $500,000 per team. Last place was at four teams? Last place was two teams. There was 17th, 18th. Okay. And then 13th to 16th got half a million dollars. So if you finish not dead last, then you get 100 grand per player. Um, assuming that the org takes a cut of, I don't know what org contracts are normally now. I'm still going to say most cases, probably between 10 and 20%. That means out of your pocket, would be going 10 to 20 grand to the org. Mm-hmm. So if you think about what boot camps or whatever you could fund for yourself with that and what infrastructure you could get, I think the primary benefit to the org is not having to worry about it and have someone take care of all of that for you. But from a strictly financial standpoint, I think for most, in most cases, if it's strictly just to get sponsored only for TI, the deal needs to be really fucking good before you should take it, in my opinion. Like, right. Or your players need to really see value in not having to do anything else than play the game. Which, in a lot of cases, players aren't very good at the non-Dota stuff. So I could definitely see that. But if you have anyone in your team that can take the responsibility of organizing things, then I think it makes a lot of sense to do what they did. Yeah, and if you Um, do even reasonably well, then chances are you're going to be able to find a long-term sponsor or org for the next year, right? Exactly. And if you end up dead last... You could even still like. You could technically make up your costs, whatever they were. I think that's a hundred k. Dead last was like a hundred twenty k or something last year. If it's a similar price breakdown this time, then you take a fifth of that. That's still 20, 
24k or whatever per player. 22k maybe it was 110. Um, if you had to drop 10 to 20% of that to an org, that's also like 2200 to $4,400 could still cover your expenses for bootcamp with that regardless. So yeah. again, really depends how your team runs. Um, and it's worth keeping in mind that no team goes into TI with the expectation of finishing last, right? So you'll never think like that anyway. Except for Team Archon. Okay, so moving on <laughs> to... The shuffles that I was talking about earlier, this is mostly in NA, or all in NA, so all I've written down at least. Four Zoomers and a new team have been constructed as a result of the destruction of four Zoomers and whatever team Eternal Envy was on, which, by the way, not to flame Envy, because I... Okay, before I say something negative, let me say something positive. I said this time and time again. I think that he is the most interesting person to follow as a viewer. He really is in so many different ways. He, I, I actually have to look at the stats behind this. Maybe I can ask Knoxville because I don't know if you can even trust Liquipedia on this, but not too... I don't want to go out on too much of a limb here because I think I'm correct that Demon probably has been on the most teams historically, but Envy is really catching up. Let me tell you that. Holy yeah. shit. He has been on so many teams lately. So four Zoomers have kicked... It says they kicked Sammy Boy and Brax. I'm actually looking at Liquipedia, but that's not... I think they kicked Ocean as well. Um, so it's going to be Gunner and Husky, I believe, are the two that are staying mm -hmm. for four Zoomers. Yep. And they will be joined by... Man, Liquipedia actually is not up to date. So I think it's Moo... They gave up on Envy, Envy. teams at this point. That's true. It's Moo, too much work. Envy, and who is the last one? Is it Z-Freak? Z-Freak, Yeah. So it's actually a pretty star-studded lineup. Envy is the big wild card there, really. And as a result of that, uh, there's been a new team called Team Team, which has my boy Brax. It Wow, this is actually horribly wrong. Okay, it has Brax, Rioya, Sammy Boy, Flea, and IX Mike. So do either of these lineups... I mean, it just sounds like NA is just recycled. Everything is recycled at this point. I feel like it's a long time since I've seen both IX Mike and Flea play, uh, or Flea, whatever you want to call him. Um, I liked, uh, I used to really like Flea. I used to think he was the best support in NA uh, for a time. So when he was playing disruptive, depending on what that was his hero back in the day, wasn't it? I think he played. There was like a handful of heroes, but it's honestly by now it's like two or three years ago that he was like really good in active play. So I'm just curious to see how well he does. That's like the biggest thing that I'm interested about in these two teams is how good is Flea. Because mm. he... Definitely at points he had what it took to to be world-class. Same as like someone like Z-Freak, like we've talked about in this podcast. We both think he was very, very good uh, in, at his peak. So curious to see if any of them gets to shine in their new respective teams. That's kind of what I would be looking out for. Uh, outside of that, looking out for how long Gunner and Envy stay together this time. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's I genuinely, some drama there, right? I genuinely have no idea how this stuff kind of happens. It's so weird. Like, I okay. So here's here's how I think about team building in Dota sometimes, right? Like, let's say you play with someone and your team goes bad, and at some point you just kick a player because you need to swap things around. That is real, and that's very very fair and very needed a lot of the time because team dynamics need to change. If you play with the same player and he kicks you twice in the span of what was it two months? Was it? 
With Envy and Gunner? Envy kicked Gunner both times, right? I'm not twice? making this up. I don't remember it twice. Wasn't but maybe it twice? You're right. You could be right. I just remember it was very drama-filled between the two. And yeah, I know Gunner at least got kicked once. But Dude, why is my camera so dark? Cinder, nobody cares. Like, oh, this, this why does it do this, Shannon? Why you do this to me? This episode's not sponsored. Nobody cares. Cinder. All right, does this help? Although you having a darker camera might help us get a sponsor in the future, actually. Thank so you, Shannon. Just You're so keep nice. Keep that in mind. But yeah, those are the two big shuffles in NA. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. You know, in terms of actual news in the pro scene, not so much. We got some spicy ass drama coming up, though. So stay tuned. But before we do that, Cinderin, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about some experimentation I've been having this last week. Okay. And I'm not talking about anything sexual. I know that's what's in your head nope. right now. So just get that out. Head it out was of the actually gutter. drugs. Okay. That's, I was not expecting that. So thank you. Anyway. Yeah, um, you're welcome. So the lag compensation feature, we talked about it the last couple weeks, and I was thinking, you know, I'm really having a terrible time playing in North America. Like NA pubs have How been, could that be? they've been absolute trash. But it it feels like it's been the last three months, which I talked to Nikki a bit about, and she was she's talked about this a lot as well. But uh, the whole cavern crawl thing, it actually ruins pubs in my experience i don't know if it actually makes a difference at your level of play or not but people picking heroes that they're not good with or going for like there's a quest but oh don't get me started there is a quest right now for the battle pass that everybody has to buy hand of midas that is so fucking awful that is literally game ruining that is so dog shit absolute dog shit quest it just ruins pubs for the next week now like, just stick to generic bullshit. Like, you don't even... Okay, this is a tangent I'm going off on right now. Do you even need to change them every week? Does any, does anybody actually care? Like, just put damage done. Ward's place, whatever. Just keep it the same every week. Nobody gives a shit. You don't have to come up with something unique. Anyway, so I think the battle pass has made things a lot worse. But I also had a theory that the time of, mm. the time of night that I play makes it extra bad for me. And on top of that, there's this rumor that we've talked about many a time that the behavior score being really high fucks you as well, especially when you're not at a pro level because you're not going to get matched up with newer players. And I seemingly get newer players all the time. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be fun to experiment and play on Japan and a little bit of EU. So 120 ping on Japan, 150 on EU to see if I feel the lag at all. And what do you think happens, Sindarin? What's your prediction here? You queued for 20 minutes in Japan and didn't find a game. Okay. And you queued for two minutes in EU, found a game, and it was enjoyable. Okay, no, not not, okay. not correct. So Japan takes about five minutes, five, six minutes to find a game. Not too bad. Uh, I've had a couple Russians that have raged. They play on Japan servers apparently as well. Uh, but otherwise, not a lot of people talk. People seem like the meta is definitely like they're picking the same heroes, but they're much more aggressive. They're pushing faster than an NA. But mm-hmm. in terms of lag, it felt great, Cinderin. Yeah. Like when I'm moving my hero, it feels like Heroes of New Earth, depending on the hero. Because some heroes already have relatively fast turn rate, and other heroes have really slow. So I'm picking a slowish hero. It can't hero. possibly feel faster than normal. No, it feels. What do you mean? It, that's the whole point of lag compensation feature. 
your turn rate is that faster. it compensates, not that it makes it faster than for someone with zero ping. It makes it faster for me what it looks like, but it doesn't actually make it faster in the game. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah, yeah. it feels like I'm not lagging at all. And in fact, feels better in some cases because the turn rate is just almost instantaneous on a lot of these heroes. Uh, so, and then the spell casting, I didn't really notice much of a difference. I'm sure that, again, this is a small sample size of just a week of games, but it has felt actually really good, minus a couple of small things like moving items around in the inventory or like sending back items uh, when you're switching out neutrals. It'll actually just send back the wrong one because I do it too quickly. So I was actually thinking about messaging Valve and maybe telling them that, because I feel like that could be fixed as well with the lag compensation feature. There's no reason that the the item should be lagged like that. But aside from that, uh, it has actually been very good. Then 150 ping on EU felt the same. Games did not feel great on EU, I will say. But again, pretty small sample size, Cinder. We're a great Sorry. server, Shannon. How dare yeah. you? So you it means that you, you and I can play A to Z challenge, and I'm sure it's just going to be really fun. I can play Pudge with 150 ping, and it'll just feel like I have no ping at all. You no. Know? Yeah, we should try to play something on EU, see how it goes. Because for those of you guys who don't know, we did try to relaunch A to Z with a Season 2, and we were queuing together on NA servers, and the queues were long, and the games were so bad and so griefy that we actually gave up. Because to get even a remotely interesting game, we needed to play an average of three games every time. So it was just... It was just really frustrating. Um, Sorry, yeah. I got so much worse at Dota Syndrome. I do apologize. Made the games a lot worse. I, so I think we talked a little bit about what was the cause, right? And we thought in part it was just... So the last time we played this A to Z, was that in 2015, 2016, I think? Um, I mean, when we tried just, it? We tried it like two years ago. No, no, the, the last... When we did the full season, oh, we played yeah. it all. I think that was it's 2015, 16. I think since then, there's been just some changes with the game and with the algorithm and how people pick. We definitely ran into, on average, way better lineups while we were picking our Mimi shit every game because we had to follow a script. Um, so a lot of the games were just very... Even for unranked with huge MMR gaps, it was just very... It felt very, like, tryhard, which I'm not complaining that people are trying to win but it increases the chance that the games are really stompy, right? When we have to play awkward stuff and we're the high-rated players, and then on top of that, this and that. So I'm the high-rated player. I'm right. fine with not even having a win rate of 50%. Season 1, we had 60, which was really good, right? But if we had, like, 30% win rate, I wouldn't really care. I would be fine with uploading it if the games weren't, like, totally ass. Like, 10-minute absolute stomps where one of our players is Jungle Huskar, and the enemy team has like five meta heroes that are just owning their lanes, or somebody abandons, or somebody disconnects for ten minutes. You know, like it was just a plague. That's NA. That yeah, was a we'll, plague. We'll give it a shot. You never know. Maybe it'll work out. Yeah. But regardless, I, I'm wondering if there's other people doing the same thing I am and playing in other regions. I've because had a couple of NA players in EU more than usual. I think. Maybe. Okay. I'm interested to see if this becomes more of a trend because, again, I. Minus these couple of small issues, it's felt really good. So I highly recommend people at least give it a shot. I mean, just play unranked. Just see how it feels with uh, all that extra ping. Because I'm used to like 50 ping, I guess, is the pretty normal for me if I'm US East, 50, 60 ping. So that's literally double 
when I go to Japan and then even more to going to EU. So feels pretty good overall. Okay. Yep. Uh, you wrote something down for the yes. first time in months. So go ahead. Not true. For the first time in weeks, maybe. Because, um, yeah, I actually read about this yesterday and I just didn't realize it wasn't on the list. And then I saw someone write it in chat. I think it was Archie. So thanks for that. Uh, EG have entered a partnership with Wolverhampton, which is an English football club in the, I think, upper half of the Premier League. Um, so kind of like PSG LGD, uh, EG and Wolverhampton are going to be partners now. I hope we don't have to call them EG Wolverhampton when we're casting. Um, I will not be doing that. And that they don't change their slogan to Live Wolf. That would be very bad. So I, don't do I, that. I feel like that's could, better than Live Evil. So anything. Um, it's literal garbage I would, slogan. I would be happy with Bleed Wolf, though. That would be pretty good. That's great. Okay. And offensive. So, PETA would not be happy uh, with <laughs> So I think I read some numbers about, but I'm not going to like throw them out. I'm not sure if that was rumors or confirmed amounts of money going into this. Uh, or, well, I will mention them. I think it was something like uh, Wolverhampton gets like a stake in the company for, I don't remember if it was like $250 million or something like that in EG. Um, or if that was just speculation. So take that with a grain of salt and check it out for yourselves if you find a reliable source. But either way... Uh, obviously really big money on the table here, whatever number that it is. Um, and it's, I think it's, again, it's good for the scene. We've talked about this before. I think it's good for the scene when there's outside investment that isn't esports bubble related. So getting sports clubs interested, getting non-endemic brands uh, engaged into esports is a really good thing in my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, because it, it promotes longevity that we cannot really in the same way obtain just on our own. Um, so getting outside stuff in is very good. Uh, what EG is going to do with the money and everything, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to look to branch into more games, if they're just going to look to like empower their rosters, pay better salaries, um, whatever it is. But um, it's cool. It's cool to have another football club investing big into, into games. Also interesting that it's partnered with, uh, I mean, obviously we're talking about football. Uh, it's EU, mm -hmm. right? With, yeah. and, and it's an NA org. So that's kind of cool as well. Yeah, so now you have more teams to cheer for at TI. Now we have both <laughs> LGD, EG, and who else do we have? OG, Alliance. Unless, there's unless like they six, don't do there's well. There's like six or seven EU teams at TI now. It's We're going to win. It's the perfect flex because you could, if they don't do well, you can like, there's, they're not EU after all. Yeah, exactly. Right? So If they do well, it's because of Wolverhampton. If they do bad, it's because of EG. So right. it's fine. Okay, let's switch topics. So this is the drama of the week that I'm sure a lot of people have looked at, yes. at least part of it. So Gork ended up calling out OG slash Alliance for scamming people with NFTs. So I wanted to talk about this, mm -hmm. and I wanted to do a little bit of research beforehand because, like you, I'm sure, I know almost nothing about NFTs. So for those that also didn't know, I mean, I kind of knew to a degree, mm -hmm. but so NFT stands for non is it fungible or fungible? Fungible. Non-fungible. Non-fungible token. A non-fungible token is a unit of data stored on a digital ledger called a blockchain that certifies a digital asset to be unique and therefore not interchangeable. NFTs can be used to represent items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files. So that's the literal definition of NFTs. And... I think it's important that we talk first about NFTs as a concept right. and then talk about what happened. 
So yeah. to my understanding, the best way to explain what an NFT is, is to think about art. Yes. So I if agree. you take the Mona Lisa, which is a obviously a treasure, um, I don't know how much it's actually worth, but it's a lot. The original copy of Mona Lisa. If I take a photocopy of it and put it on my wall, it may look cool, but it's literally worthless, right? Right. So an NFT is a digital version of the original. So it's the Mona Lisa, if it's value at that, right? It's all dependent on yes. what the perceived value is of that file. Exactly. Um, so for, for as a concept, I understand what NFTs are. I've never... We can get both of our opinions before we talk about what happened, mm -hmm. right? I I cannot see myself ever purchasing an NFT. It makes no sense to me why anybody would spend money on that. Um, but if they want to, if they can afford it, then go ahead, right? And again, this is going to be a slightly yeah. different topic about what happened. What are your thoughts on just the concept and of NFTs in general? Right. So the way I understand it, in theory, you could NFT basically anything, right? Like you could NFT a tweet, you could NFT a digital image, you could NFT a moment in gaming, like whatever it is. Uh, as long as basically, let's say whoever makes the thing owns the rights to it and decides that this is the original and sells you the original and can confirm that it's the original via an unfungible token. Then, like you said, with art, I think Mona Lisa is kind of you know, really putting it on edge with the example, but like, just think of That's any the art extreme piece. level, but yeah, right. So think of any art piece that is obtainable and is valuable uh, to have an original or maybe like a book where you want to have the first edition, right? Uh, my dad, for example, collects a lot of books and he loves first editions, I think. So from a collector standpoint, I actually totally get what's interesting about NFTs because a lot of people have this like desire in them to have a cool moment of hist in history of something that they care about, whether it's books, art, music, whatever it is. Uh, for a lot of our generation, it's going to be esports and gaming that we have a lot of fun memories and cool connections with. So in a way, this is a market where you can tap into and try to get people sold on the idea of collecting esports moments or gaming moments. The question becomes like, when you collect something else in the world, like music, whatever, blah, 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 you have a physical copy. So it's like easier, you like have something physical to represent and show off, etc. With NFTs, it becomes a little bit more of a gray area, how you assign the value, right? Because like, yeah, it is the original, but at the same time, do you really like own it in the same way? Mm. And secondly, uh, when you have stuff in circulation, like these physical copies, I think it's easier to arrive at more of a how to say a more fitting price range because there's way more experience in the field and way more metrics to prize by whereas for nfts there's like no metrics whatsoever so people will buy into the idea that things are worth way more than they are because um, they are inexperienced or they don't necessarily again have anything to compare to so in a way it's a little bit like uh, either you want to have it for collector's sake or you're buying it because you hope you can profit off it. And I think the profit angle is really dangerous right now because who the fuck knows what this is worth in five years. It's it could like be a stock tripled market, in value. It of. could be literally zero. Like it yeah. could be worth nothing and you have no way of knowing. So if I mean, you're taking gambling. the profit route, I would be super careful, like yeah. tread really, really carefully with buying an NFT for like 
10 grand because you might just lose 10 grand. With stocks, usually, unless the market crashes completely around the stock you buy, you might at least take a loss that's, you know, you can take a pretty reasonable loss, but you probably don't lose everything. With this, I could literally see you lose the whole thing completely. Mm -hmm. Could also win a lot, you know, I don't know. Um, for people that collect this out of passion, because they think it's really cool to have, I mean, all power to them, in my opinion. Like, you assign the value to it. If it is worth what it costs to you, I, I can't tell you to not buy it, right? So, to me, the whole drama and all the trouble around, surrounding this is, are the sellers and people in general well enough, are, are the buyers, rather, well enough informed about what they're buying, what the risks mm. are, and... Are the proposed prizes to begin with from the creators fair and meaningful? Or are they just making them really expensive and people are like, holy shit, this is expensive, but it's really rare, so I gotta have it kind of thing? Mm -hmm. uh, that's my concern with this. Because like conceptually, for me, there's actually nothing wrong with NFTs. Like, I don't, I don't see an issue with the idea of this. I see an issue with people not understanding it correctly and kind of quote-unquote... It's debatable whether it's a scam as well, right? Like we've talked, we, I guess we'll get into this because a lot of people are throwing around the word scam. Uh, and I think in some cases, the definition is a little bit vague with what is a scam. So I'll give you my take on what is a scam and then tell me if you agree, okay? Mm -hmm. To me, a scam is when you deliberately make people pay too much for something that you know for sure is worth less or that you make them pay a lot for something that is completely worthless. I would say or, it's not even, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a pretty general way to put it, but sure. We can just uh -huh. go with like an overarching statement like that. Um, mm -hmm. No, I agree. I, I, I think, again, I'm not pretending to be an expert on NFTs or crypto or all this bullshit. I don't really give a shit about any of it, if I'm being honest. But I wouldn't consider either of them a scam. But they can be if used improperly. Which of course. I do want to throw it out there that Gork has said, I mean, we've had Gork on the podcast. I think, honestly... The only thing that we actually literally every talk, topic we talked about it was kind of hot topic, which NFTs were not one of them. But we agreed with each other. Like there was like almost no disagreements, especially like the streaming of tournaments, which was a big thing back then. And mm -hmm. Gork has said as well that NFTs are not a scam necessarily, like as a concept, right? right? So important to get yeah. that out there. Uh, it's funny because he actually contacted me. I think I can. Yeah, it's not like this is a. It's truly too private conversation. He just wanted to get my <laughs> insight on NFTs back when OG was doing stuff because he had just, I think he had just left OG at the time. Um, mm, and he was yeah. talking about, he wanted to speak up about it. I'm like, that's up to you. I don't, I literally know nothing about NFTs. It looks kind of weird. I agree, but I don't know if it's actually a scam or not. So it's been like mm -hmm. one of those things that's been bothering him for a while. I can tell you that uh, for sure. Um, so OG, they did like this, was it the picture of a ring thing? They've kind of been combining it with like loot boxes, which again, we can get into the details of that. Uh, there's been right. rumors that the way that they've been doing it have been very unethical where they'll come out with something and then it'll be immediately sold out, which some people are theorizing that they're just buying them out themselves in order to inflate the prices for later. Uh, and then Alliance came out with, I don't know exactly what they came out with, um, but I'm going to read Lotus tweet in a second here. But essentially what happened after Gork talked about this issue, uh, both OG and Alliance, to my understanding, started deleting a bunch of tweets. Uh, I don't know if both did it, but that's my understanding right now. So Loda's response was, I want to clarify that we are not selling any NFTs, only giving away one. 
We have not asked anyone to buy, nor are profiting from selling any loot boxes. So all I can go off of is tweet, because I didn't see the original shit. But if that's true, then who gives a shit about that one? Um, uh, if you're just giving away stuff, then I don't right. really have any issue. I mean, as, as Chad pointed out, there's one, there's one part of this that we haven't talked about, which is um, also really important about this, which is the environment angle, right? So <clears throat> when you make these NFTs, it takes a lot of like computing power. Um, I'm, I don't know the exact details about how and why, but uh, I guess similar to a lot of the crypto stuff that's going on, you, lose, you use a lot of computing power on these systems, basically. So from like an environmental standpoint, is it, can you defend using that much power to run something like this when its value is so up in the air? It's some of the same criticism that cryptocurrencies are receiving, right? Because there's a shitload of computing power being used in cryptocurrencies that are valued seemingly arbitrarily in a lot of cases, right? Even the most valued ones that have the most buying and selling going on, people still are most of it still is just speculation, right? <clears throat> some of them, <clears throat> sorry, some of the cryptocurrencies are starting to find more and more use, but in a large scale, it doesn't really compare to how much goes into it uh, in terms of like energy costs and into, into generating it. So I feel like that's an angle you should consider too with all of this is that like, if we, let's just put, put aside the whole thing about wh whether it's a scam or not. It's also, is it, does it feel responsible to do this like that? Like, let's say you were literally burning oil instead to do this. Uh, I think, you know, maybe people are willing to see more through it. Like, ah, it's okay. You know, it's just computing power or whatever, but like the energy has to come from somewhere. Right. So you're like using the power grid a lot for this kind of stuff. I and would. I would have to it see seems the a bit... scale for, to take that seriously, right. if I'm being honest. I have no clue, but I would have to see how much it actually requires for just an NFT. Mm. Like I know crypto requires okay. a lot, but it's a mm. lot of different computers across the world that are working together. That's the whole point, right? right. Um, but I don't know enough about it to really uh, say one or the other. But regardless, OG, uh, theirs seems kind of weird <laughs> if that is true <laughs> let's just say let's just entertain the idea that they've done this okay mm. i have literally no idea whether this is true but whatever whoever does this if you create an nft and you sell it and you buy it yourself to try to inflate the prices to me that is a scam yeah that's what i would define as a scam because you are deliberately manipulating the price to make it seem like it's worth more than it is right so that is like, it's unethical. And to me, that would be what I would call a scam. If the community at large is buying and selling these themselves and trying to set the value, to me, that is not, it is not a scam to provide them the platform and the material to do this with. That is people choosing where their money goes. Um, <clears throat> but if you're directly influencing it like that, that's a different story to me. Uh, that, that would fall under the scam category. Because again, like I said before, I feel like a scam is where you deliberately mislead people on the value of something to make a profit. Like you're deliberately just overselling it mega hard to rip them off their money. Um, or in the case of like some scams, you're, you know, stripping people of their credit card info, in which case you're literally just stealing their money, right? That's yeah, also I think a scam. The issue is that it's such case, so. new technology in the grand scheme of things that there's no rules, there's no regulations. And right. when it's unregulated, people can just do whatever the fuck they want. And it's up to the public to make sure that mm -hmm. You know that doesn't continue in theory going forward. And so again, yeah, I, 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 these... I just want to I just want to like pound on the fact that 
I'm just reading like a bunch of threads, a bunch of shit about OG. I cannot confirm whether this is actually true or not. All the stuff mm-hmm. we said. If it is, I completely agree that it's 100% a scam. But I don't know how you even prove this right. shit, honestly. Um, but yeah, the unregulation, the unregulated part about NFTs and all these, even loot boxes in general. Like, if you think about it, a lot of these betting mm-hmm. sites that have like loot boxes and integrated, those could be rigged. Like, you don't fucking know this shit. Like, how much regulation is there in other countries? Like, do they all connect right. to the same system? I don't, I don't, I really don't know. That's why I, I'm personally not into any of that garbage. But if people want to spend their money, then, you know, that's that's on them at some point. Yep. Exactly. Uh, okay. Anything else about this topic that you want to cover before we move on? No, I think that's I think that's good for now. Um, I'm curious to see where it goes, though, in general, like similar to how I'm curious about crypto. Right. It's not something I'm personally investing in at all. I have nothing to do with crypto or NFTs, but I find the idea and the technology really interesting. Uh, but again, got to hold it up against the environment costs and the application, right? Like the proof of concept has been there for quite a while now. So maybe we, <laughs> maybe we could find a way to implement it so it feels worth it instead of us just drilling into this for right. arbitration, right? It's a bit, it's still a bit weird to me a lot. Um, but hopefully, I, d- I do hope that it succeeds, especially crypto. But even NFTs as a concept, if it gets regulated, if it gets run properly... I I think it could be a good thing, um, but in the current state, there's just so many questions and so few answers. So, but holding my breath there. Yep, agree. Okay, moving forward, uh, the Nemesis chest, which I didn't write down the actual name for, Cinderin. I think it's the collector's mm-hmm. cache. Uh, was released. Would you like to open the streaming to another rating? So I mean, we got some we got some complaints I, I love about doing this. this shit. So the people I that think listen, a lot of people like it, right? A lot of people like it, but the audio listeners don't. And I understand for you audio listeners, and I'm sorry, but it's not like we're deleting part of the podcast in order to this is just a literal edition. Okay. So it's it's just it's extra skippable. content. And it is skippable. That's true. Okay, Cinderin. Are you ready? I'm ready. Nature's Prophet. This was in that very uh, polarizing... Polarizing isn't the right word. It was... Uh, remember last year they had that, that thing mm-hmm. where people could submit their sets with extra polygons? This was one of those sets. So they're getting them in eventually, apparently. <laughs> so it's the cactus set, and it comes with the my favorite tree ants ever, actually. The ninja cactus. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this set? Uh, maybe if you make the image a little bit smaller, we can see our faces so people can see our reactions a bit better. You actually want me I to think make we it had, smaller? I think we had a smaller showcase last time so that you could see our faces on the stream. But That's not screen. true. I know for okay. a fact that's anyway, not true. Um, I like the set. It's I was a little bit on the small. fence about the trance, uh, but they've grown on me a little bit. I played against them in a game and saw them. Um, and we'll see your face. And this, the set was nice. I think for me this is like an... It's probably an an eight and a half overall. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to say eight and a half as well. Good choice. And putting it in front of you instead. Okay. Yeah, we get to see your reaction. All right, <clears throat> next we have a Doom set. So these are, keep in mind, these are all mythical sets. So they're not going to get right. a lot of crazy ass shit attached to them. Uh, this one, sorry, I had to take pictures of them myself. So they're, they're not like, mm-hmm. cool videos. But this one, not, not, nothing special. I would give it a five, just very, very average Doom set. 
Really? They all look I actually really like this one. That's not surprising. I like the pen... Uh, what's it called? The, pentagram. Um, pentagram. I like the, the red gem on the front. Uh, there is a lot of glow. Like, maybe it could have had less glow, but I think all in all, it's solid. Um, it's hard to see from that image, but it, the wings are well done, in my opinion. Uh, so I will... I'll give this way more than a five. I thought this was like... I'll do it eight and a half again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I really liked the set, actually. Next is I wasn't gyro... sure in the start if I was going to, but as I equipped the items, I liked it. Gyrocopter set. It comes <laughs> with a homing missile that looks like the thing that's on the bottom. Yep. Uh, what would you give this one? This set's really, really good. But again, there's some things you can't really see in the image, but overall, uh, the set was awesome. It's a nine. I would say this is a six. <laughs> Damn. Okay, moving I'm on. being the positive one yeah, this time. It's okay. Enchantress. <clears throat> I guess they're not crazy enough for you. Jairo wasn't riding an elephant or some shit, so it's only a six, you know? That's, That's that sounds amazing. A flying elephant? Get. Uh, yep. I'm on board with that. Uh, this one, I'm trying to remember how it looks from the side. Uh, pretty average. I'd say it's six. Yeah. The spear is nice, but apart from that, nothing really blew me away. Uh, I'll give this one a five. I'll go I mean, below you this time. She's basically holding Agnum Scepter, so that's why I couldn't give it a five. It's a six. Okay. Of course. Uh, Winter Wyvern with a brand new head, which I was very sad uh, took the place of the Immortal because the right. Immortal has the Cold Embrace spell effect. See, that's the thing I wish that they would bring back is like maybe an easier-to-use gem system mm. where I could just take an Immortal spell and attach it to a different item because, like, right. the helm itself sucks ass, but the spell effect's great. Uh, but this helm is amazing. I would, I'd give, like, for a wyvern set, this is probably like an eight and a half for me. Yeah. Uh, I think this is kind of polarizing because of the alternatives, right? Because, um, like you said, you, you swap out the immortal, and as far as the wings go, there's like, there are the recent wings from the other Nemesis chest, and then there's, I think, one more wing you can have. Wyvern doesn't have very many items, but um, I honestly kind of like this one, too. I, I So far, like, I, I bought this, I bought, was it 13 treasures or whatever? There's 13 sets, right? Um, because like I, I genuinely really liked a lot of the sets this time. Um, I don't know exactly how to rate this, but let's give it Let's give it an eight. Okay. Next is Tiny. It's like a crab type of set. I took a picture of the level one and the final level, which barely fits right. into the screen. Um, I am actually not a fan of this set. Mm -hmm. I would, like for a tiny set, I think this is actually below average. Uh, I, I'd put like a three and a half maybe. I think this was my least favorite set in the chest and it's a four. Okay. And we have an Oracle set, which this reminded me, I, I played maybe one game in my life of Overwatch. And that face still reminds me of that one hero that I don't know the name of, Cinderin. I don't know either. Does anybody in chat know the name of the hero I'm thinking of that looks literally like that face? There's a hero called Tracer. I think that's the one I know. Reaper. Yes. Okay. That sounds right. Uh... I think this looks cool. Maybe a little menacing yeah. for, for Oracle, but I still like it. I, I'd give it a, a seven, a solid seven. This is another great set. Um, I think, yeah, it's an eight. Okay. Very uh, good. Lycan. 
So lichen comes with three different things. You get the normal lichen form, as in the hero itself. You get the wolf, and you get the actual ultimate, the lycanthrope himself. Very cool stuff. What are you, what's your rating for these? I think the creator of the set was really smart in making sure that the eyes and the crystals on the wrists or whatever are the exact same teal that Valve used for literally every Arcana so that they can't say no to this set and put it in the <laughs> chest. So that was really smart. Lol. Good uh, like analysis of the, of the market right now. Um, this set is awesome, though. Um, the alt is really, really cool. I think the tail is a little bit overdone. You can't see that in the pictures, but in-game, the tail is enormous, and I know it's supposed to be. Uh, but it's still maybe a little bit too big. So that's honestly my primary gripe with it is how big the hero model becomes when he is in ult form. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still super good. The wolves are cool. It's a nine for me. Uh, yeah. One I of the best give, in the chest. I would give this a nine and a half. Very, very, very good. Yeah, it's super good. Skyrath, I'm vengeful. Wait, Skyrath Mage, Cinderin. I already know right. what your rating is going to be. Do and you? you know what mine is going to be. Yeah. You're going to give this an 8. You're going to give this a 2? And you said, I'm going to give it an 8. Okay, so what are you going to yeah. give it? I'm going to give it... I actually take back what I said before that Tiny was my least favorite set. It is this one, <laughs> so you were right about that. But it's more than a 2. It's a 3. But it's just off. This doesn't... Like, to me, this is not Skyrath. I'm... In a way, I'm actually surprised Valve put this in the game. Not because of the quality, because the items are really good. Like, it's nicely done, but it's just mm -hmm. so off... Skyrath for me. Like, these are not Skyrath colors. Right, at all. Yeah. It, it really is not. And from, yeah, even from a lore perspective and everything, not that I care too much about the lore, but it also doesn't fit there. It's just, I'm honestly surprised it made it in. Uh, but it, it's, I'm giving it a three strictly from the coloring because the quality of the items is actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of a shame. I would have loved to see this in Skyrath colors. I think it would have been a really cool set. But it's just not, it's not doing it for me. All right, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Very good yeah, colors. Sure. I really like <laughs> Yes. yes I do. really, really like this set. Uh, I'm also very surprised that this got in. Not that I'm unhappy about it. I think the crazier, the better as we go forward. Like, there's going to be sets. Like, eventually, we're going to get to the point that it is League of Legends where Axe will be holding a basketball. And I'm okay with that, Cinder. I think I've, I've become okay mm. with that over time. But you're right. This okay, literally looks like Vengeful yet. Spirit. This looks like Vengeful Spirit, but I think it looks awesome. So Okay, correct me on this. Not that it's super important, right? But in the lore, Venge is a fallen... She's She and Skyrath are from the same faction, and Venge has fallen from grace, right? So she's a yes. Vengeful Spirit. Right, so he so has fallen. Skyrath has not fallen from grace, so they should not look the same. Well, he is supposed to be lore. bright. Maybe Venge originally it. was bright in the heavens whatever thing. Yeah, but this is uh, yeah. the lore. Maybe changes the, with this set. That's the beauty of I the lore. I see. Skyrath has also fallen. That's right. Got it. Enigma. Okay. We have the set itself, and then the Eidolon. I think the this. I mean, obviously coming from this to this, uh, very basic. This is like a three, maybe a four. It is super basic. This is as basic as you can put. On this hero, I feel like. Especially the, the Eidolon. Can you show me the Eidolon again? Got a nice chest. <laughs> um, 
He's got a nice six pack going there. To yeah, nine fucking pack. ripped Eidolons, dude. They hit really hard. Beast. If you have the set, they get 50% more damage. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's. I, I kind of agree. It's To me, it's also one of the less standout ones in the chest. Um, probably a four, okay. I guess. And the other thing is, I think some of the slots that. I think the highlight of this piece is the head, right? Yeah. The, the glowing one. I think it takes a slot that is already important for an immortal, I believe. So you have to pick between the two, if yep. I'm not mistaken. But so you if can't you really don't have, have the immortal, then you can just get this instead. The poor right. man's immortal. Uh, I, I think there's an overlap, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I think I ended up not using any of the items from this set, which yep, is a bit of same. a shame. But all right, we have Dark Willow. Are, are those bat ears? I'm actually trying to remember the exact uh, way they look when they flap around. Uh, it's like a... I think this is one of the ones from last year as well. This is like a Halloween-type mm-hmm. set, I think. I think it looks I think it looks cool. It's like a 7 for me. Not amazing, but definitely not bad. Mm, so I ended up using the other Willow set I have. What's it called? Over this... Uh... Let me just find it. I'm in the game. It's gonna. I'm really fast, Jenna. Don't worry. Um. So the phase shade flower. I think. So let's compare this to the Skyrath thing, right? I think these colors fit better, and I think thematically this still fits better than the Skyrath thing does for me. So I won't be as harsh on it. But it's a little bit. I I don't know how to explain this, but it, it's it's lacking a little bit in terms of the oomph. Maybe, maybe that's. Right, I'm gonna reduce like my. You've convinced me. I'm gonna go feel. from a seven to a six. I mean, it, yeah. I don't think it's bad by any means. It's just. I'm, I'm good with a six. I think the lantern or whatever you want to call that is really nice. I really like that one. Um, I like the book, but it could have probably used a little bit more love on either the legs or the chest area. I think could have maybe been a little more willow-like. What, in did a she sense. skip legs day? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, she she didn't skip lantern day true so. all right we have shadow shaman here in this picture it almost looked like juggernaut at first uh and it comes yeah. with the serpent ward so for i'll let you go first yeah the ward is the ward's cool. have you showcased the ward yet yes okay uh the ward is really good i think it's probably the best shadow shaman ward in the game so that's a big upside to this set and I think the, what's it called, the, the weapon, not the sword, the other one, the offhand or whatever you want to call it, is really nice. I don't know why Shadow Shaman has a sword, I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> that's, that's just not on. I'm using the Immortal instead, the Sensor of Gliss, it's called, I think. It's, yeah. The he sword drags it down it. for me, because apart from that, I actually kind of like this set, and I think it's really... I like the pants, too. I think I'm using them. Yeah, I am using, I'm using three parts of the set. Um, really like the pants for him. Uh, but yeah, the sword just doesn't do it for me. So like as, a, as an entirety, I think the sword drags it down and it's an 8. If the sword was something else, it could be a 9 or even 9.5. I don't know if this is a bad picture, but where's his face? Like, it's just all flames. What happened to his face? It's just gone? Yeah, that's is true. It... That's true as well. I'm going to say this. I was actually underwhelmed by the ult. But then again, I haven't really looked at other ults to compare. I don't really play this hero. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe this is the best one. But that's not saying much because I'm I'm not impressed, Cinder. I'm gonna say this is a, ooh, 
Actually, six, I'm going to go down a little bit. Seven and a half. Seven and a half, and if the sword was something cooler, it would be an eight and a half. Because I gave the lichen a nine. It's not quite the lichen, but it, it's very good. Okay, so. Fair enough. Okay, Vengeful Spirit. So Oof. we have three styles. This one, style number two, which is unlocked with 150 swaps, which I'm, I think those have to be in wins as well. And then style number swaps three. Swaps on enemy heroes specifically, right? Yes. Enemy hero swaps, and you have to win. And this one, you have to do it 300 times. So I am going to give this a very high rating. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish it wasn't so hard to unlock, but I know that you love that, that bullshit. I mean, I'm spending money on the set. I want everything to be unlocked, but that's just me. Uh, I think this is a 9 out of 10. I think the styles are god tier. Like they changed the colors completely, though. So I figure that you wouldn't like this, but uh, I think they look really cool. I actually like the second style more than the third, personally, which is this pink one. Interesting. I think the second style is the worst of all three, <laughs> actually. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. This set is fucking awesome. I think it's the best. It's the best set in the entire chest, even over the ultra rare. We'll get there. Um, this is the the best items in here, in my opinion. I think it's a nine and a half. Um, and my favorite style is the third one, actually. I think okay. so. You might call me what's what's the word for this? Like, uh, I can't find the word. Whatever. Um, I think the difference between the third style of this and the Skyrath that we just saw is that I feel like these colors fit better. Like, that's why I don't like the second style so much, because I think it's too bright for Venge. So the second mm. style for me just isn't that good. But the third style is within the realm that I still feel like this is the, you know, the evil vengeful spirit with, like, the blue skin color, the darker reds. And then there's some bright highlights, but I don't think that is a problem. Uh, and the weapon looks fucking sick. So, like, this is just awesome. The third style. The third style is honestly maybe even a 10. Uh, but overall... Um, it's just super good. And even the default style is just so great that it's definitely worth grabbing uh, for that okay. as well. Let I me am check. surprised she does have that quite you're a lot of immortals. I'm using two pieces from that set because Venge has two immortals. And the, that's another thing about the set, by the way. It looks really good with the immortals as well. So I think maybe that's something the artist has considered when making it. It just lines up so nicely. It looks super fucking good. So yeah. Amazing stuff. Good stuff. Crown indeed. Jewel of the Chest. All right, we have Sven. So this was one that we talked about a couple weeks ago, yep. which, by the way, only a couple of those sets got in. So I don't know if they're saving, like, because there were a lot of crazy ones, but there were still a lot of, like, really, like, the remember the Doom one? Or not Doom, uh, the CK one specifically? Like, there was, a, and the Clockwork, like, there's a lot of sets that I think would get in for sure. And I think right. they're saving it for something else. Oh, yeah, but the Clockwork one, dude. The the Raptor. Robot, whatever. No, the ti the Dinosaur, was it? Yeah, the Raptor. Oh, that one's so good. Uh, so, yeah, Sven. We've already rated this one, so we don't need to. I think it looks awesome. Uh, I think it's the best Sven helm in the game, easily. Mm, I don't remember what rating I gave it, but it was good. We gave it a high rating, both of us. Don't uh, remember either. Yeah, and this one... Uh, sorry, that was a rare, I believe. The lowest yeah. rarity. Yep. Then the Witch Doctor was another one that we reviewed already. So it comes with the, the ward. This is a higher rarity. A very rare, I believe. Yep. And another one. So all the rares were very stuff great. that we talked about. This is the Morphling, the ultra rare. Just covers up the hideous polygons. Uh, and apparently that makes it an ultra rare. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about it, how they usually do the chests, right? So 
I don't know what your overall experience is with this, but for me, for the most part, the ultra rares do more than the other sets. Like there's yeah. more particles or there's more spell effects or whatever it is um, that makes them the ultra rare. In this chest, I don't actually think that's the case. Like this, obviously, relative to regular Morphling, it does a lot because regular Morphling does like nothing. Um, so, you know, there's there's like some brightness added to it. There's some like... Yeah, there's there's light, and I don't know if there's custom spell effects on this or not, but don't think so. Honestly, I feel like this is only an ultra rare in this chest because it's for Morphling, and the demand for a cool item on Morphling is so high that, yep. from a profit perspective, making this ultra rare is really smart because people will want to get this set if they're a Morphling player, and it will be more expensive. But in terms of quality, I don't think this is a better set than two thirds of the chest. I just don't, uh, or even three quarters. Like, it's. It's good, but it's nothing outstanding. I think we rated this last week as well, two weeks ago. It's only good by it. comparison like of other Morphling something. sets because there's not that many, and they're right. all super low It's the low best poly. Morphling set, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but That's not saying much. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It's $33, so it's not even that expensive, actually. I thought it would be more than that, based on that picture, yeah. at least. So, Okay. That, I'm back now. Uh, that is that's the actually, chest. in a way, that's the biggest letdown of the chest, right? Is actually the the Morphling Ultra Rare. I think that should have... I mean, okay, I'm not going to complain that the Venge one isn't the Ultra Rare, but if I were to put the rarities based on how fucking cool the sets are and not considering heroes and how much people play them, blah, 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 what other sets they have, Venge should have been the Ultra Rare and Lycan should have been the Very Rare. If you wanted to rate them based on how good they are in the chest, that's my opinion. But happy to have them, though, without having to... That's interesting. I, I would prefer the ultra rares to be the shittiest sets because I know I'm not getting them anyway. So Right, that's what I mean. So I'm not know? complaining. I'm just saying if yes, if we I were understand. rating the chests based on how good they were and how much they do for the hero, I think Venge and Lycan should be put in the top two for this okay, chest. Fair enough. But and Sven is actually perfectly placed at a rare, I think. All right. Makes Next thing on the list is a quick little uh artifact thing. Uh, yep. There was a documentary that a YouTube channel called Action Esports, except Action is spelled A-K-S-H-O-N. Uh, they did a documentary on the fall of Artifact, or I forget the actual name of it. I would, even if you were not a fan of Artifact, I would highly recommend you guys take a look. It is so well edited. It's literally like HBO quality. I'm not even kidding. Uh, I am in it. They interviewed me, among other people. Uh, apparently, they did not ask, ask Slacks, which I, I thought he just declined, but apparently they never asked him, so that's shocking, to say the least. Um, but it's essentially just interviewing us and talking about like what happened with the game, and it just give it like five minutes. If you don't like it, turn it off, but I just highly recommend you take a look because it is the best edited documentary I've ever seen in esports, not even remotely close. Uh, they do a lot of really good videos as well. Uh, I'll put the link in the description of the video so you guys can check it out. It is very sad, <laughs> very depressing, but also I think it's quite entertaining, honestly. So you should check it out, Cinderin. You'll like it. Yes. And final thing we can talk about, which you know more than me, so I'll let you take it away. All right. Uh, we got a couple of people messaging us about this, uh, wanting us to talk a bit about Pokemon Unite, which is... Yeah, a new Switch game which will be out in mo on mobile in September. Apparently, it is essentially talked as the MOBA for Pokemon. I know nothing. I can name three 
Pokemons. Is that even the right way to say it? I think it's Pokemon. plural, still Pokemon. Pikachu, yeah. Charmander, and Bulbasaur. I literally don't know a fourth Pokemon. Just want to let you know. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, Sander. I know a bit more about this than you do then. That is Thank true. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I've watched a little bit of gameplay for this. I haven't played it myself yet, even though I have a Switch. I'm just playing other games. Um, the main experience I have with this game is watching Odie Pixel stream because he plays it like 10 hours a day and tries to become the very best. Um, I think on you day one, he was the that? highest rated UK Snorlax player. So very cool. Snorlax. Um, I, I watched it. It looked very, how to say... Just from the bit I watched, obviously that's how most games are in the start. It's very chaotic because people don't know how to play uh, effectively, etc. But it looked very um, basic in terms of combat. So, I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong about it and that it becomes really cool. But if you compare this to other MOBAs, I think it loses out massively on complexity unless these characters have like a lot of really cool and special moves that are... You know, have like strategic depth similar to Dota and League of Legends, for example. Um, but if not, I don't necessarily think that's a problem. I think it's fine if it's really casual. It's Pokemon. It doesn't have to be super in-depth. Uh, but that would just mean it probably appeals less to me as a player because part of what I really love about these games is the complexity. But for a lot of other players, this will be great because it's it's it seems like a game you just go in, you play for 15, 20 minutes. It's not like doesn't take insane brain capacity to play it. You can chill and have fun with your friends. So um, I find it bold, though, for Nintendo to try this genre, though. I think it's interesting that they go for a MOBA at this point. It kind of mm. feels like, in a way, MOBAs are a bit on the way ba back now. They were really on the rise five to ten years ago. And this is when Nintendo and strikes. Only two survived. Strange. Yeah, pretty much. Um I think this will find a decently big player base because it is on mobile and because it's on the Switch and because it's a Nintendo product. So if the game doesn't suck, then there's a lot of Nintendo fans that are going to play it. Um, I don't think it's going to rival the two big ones in terms of like esports, especially because it's Nintendo. So they're probably not going to allow it. People are going to be like, hey, can we run tournaments? Nintendo are going to be like, no, we don't like when you have tournaments in our games because uh, reasons, fuck you. Um, so probably not going to have that, but that's fine. Um, it looks all right. I think I'm going to give it a shot at some point. I believe it's free to play. Um, so it's microtransaction based, which is pretty rare for Nintendo games, right? I have heard um, from many people that it's pay to win. Yeah, probably. I can't verify that, but that sounds very that's believable. What I've been told by many people. So uh, um, when I when I did watch some gameplay, it I mean again I don't play any other mobas. I actually hate calling it moba. It, but saying arts just sounds like arts. It sounds horrible as well. Farts. Anyway, it, it just looks like League of Legends. Like everything has that stupid AOE thing that follows you everywhere. I, that really bothers me. I don't know. It really bothers me that the AOEs are just showing all the time. But definitely not something I would ever want to play personally. But if you guys want to play, let us know what you think in the comments. Isn't that right, Cinderin? I'll I'll let you know. I, I think I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to give this a shot, but I, especially since it's free to play, I can just install it on my Switch and go for a couple of rounds and see what I feel. But I haven't played it yet, so. Uh, but I'll give you an update later about what I think. But my two cents so far: casual, looks like pretty fun to play once in a while and just chill with, but doesn't really seem like it has the competitive depth of other games in the genre. So. Mm. I see. Great to hear, Sounder. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, with that, I guess we can do one quick 
Patreon mailbag questions since we are kind sure. of stocking up on them. We have a bunch lined up. We have kind of a double question. It's not a very interesting one. No offense to the person I'm about to name. <laughs> but uh, I mean, maybe some people find it interesting. This is from F. Handre. F.H. Andre. F.H. Andre. One of my longtime Twitch subscribers doesn't know how to say my name, Shannon. Question for the podcast. How does Cinderin pronounce his middle name? I need to find out what your middle name is. Oh, okay. Can I try? How about this? You try. You get three tries. Okay. And you're going to fail, but I'll tell you which try was the best. So I'm going to fail. It's not like what it reads. I mean, you can try. Okay. Linkholt. Okay. That wasn't that bad. What? How, how Maybe you can don't you need pr- to try anymore. How can you pronounce it another way? Do people say Lineholt? Yeah. Uh, the vowel it, sound okay, hold on, hold on. doesn't exist in English, actually. Let me try to pretend I'm you. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. okay. <clears throat> Just getting warmed okay. up. Yeah. Good, good. Lingholt. Mm-hmm. Lingholt. Something like that. <laughs> Is that like a fucking drunk sweet trying. <laughs> Is that um, about right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that bad. I think it did better than I expected. Okay, it's Lungholt. Lungholt. So the vowel sound of the Y is similar to a Danish vowel that's called U, uh, which doesn't uh. exist in English, obviously. Uh. Oh, you can, you said that sound nicely. Lungholt. U. Uh. Lungholt. Yeah. No, you just... Lung? Lungholt. Lungholt. Uh. Almost sounds that was, German. That was pretty Finnish of you right there. That okay. was not bad. I'll take that as Good a compliment, job. Cinder, and thank you. Good job. Okay, so that is follow-up question. <laughs> yeah, follow-up question from Mr. Niebling. How do I pronounce my last name, uh, okay. Cinder? So I get three tries, right? <laughs> it's okay. Sure. Uh, Scott Ten, Scoton, or S Cotton. <laughs> All right, do you have a real guess? I actually want to see if you can pronounce it right. Hmm. Is it supposed to be with dialect or in American? What do you mean? Just pronounce it how like I would pronounce it. I don't you know. would pronounce it Scotton. Good. Scotton. But, but in Scots, it might be something like Scotton. Scotton. Probably, probably both T's are silent. And maybe both vowels. So it's probably something like, I'm from Scotland, laddie. Something like that. I'm from Scotland, laddie. But, okay, so there is a story behind it. Maybe Mm -hmm. I've said this before. Uh, Do you know the the origination of my my last name? What it means? I think you've told me before, but you can tell the story again. Yeah. Man, I keep recycling stories. I'm running out of stuff. I should go outside and create some new memories, maybe. Uh, So this isn't actually real. But I was always told by my dad the the origin of the story of our name is that there were ten Scots that were known for rampaging and pillaging villages uh, in Scotland, and they called themselves the Scot Ten. And that's you where we told come the from. story in the podcast. You told it to me in person. Oh, okay. I remember now. So it's almost certainly not real, but origination of the name is of the it's definitely no, it's like Scotland. your dad was full of shit and he <laughs> lied to you and you believed it because you were a kid. That's right. I, I was actually very proud that my ancestors destroyed people for a living. They were mm-hmm. basically uh, like acts in real life, except Scottish. They're probably wearing kilts, I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, the, the name does have Scottish background. So 
if you go back in my ancestry, the, I'm sure there's some some Scottish people. The real origin is probably just from Scotland, right? Yeah, That's probably it's, what it means. Yeah, it's from Scotland. It's just Scottish person living somewhere else now. Which from is Scotland. Honestly, it's a it's a nice last uh, a nice last name. I like that. I like that name. It's like a cultural heritage in your name, you know? It's cool. Yeah, that's true. Some people like growing up, they would say Scoton. You actually use that. I, I, yeah, I always do a double take. Like, that's unbelievable. You're reading it as Scoton. And then people, like, I wouldn't say this is a bad pronunciation, but people that pronounce the T more is like Scotten. Like, oh, yeah. Just sounds weird. I don't know why, but I understand why they would say that. And the French pronunciation, Scoton. 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 Oh. Actually, it sounds delicious. I could it eat is. some scotton right now. Yeah, well, might give you some some issues later, but we will uh, call it a day then. All right. Yeah, I let's... thought this episode would actually be a lot longer, but we got through the NFT section with hopefully not saying anything horribly wrong, syndrome. Because uh, I think I tried. I think one thing we should say about that though is I know there was some hate towards talent. And I can't speak for anybody but Cinderin and me right now, but I'm sure that a lot of people are like us and they just don't know slash care about the new stuff because we're boomers. I can't keep up with all this technology. I don't know what the fuck all this means. I don't I don't touch any keep of up it. With Dota patches. That it's hard enough. I mean, I still remember Dota patches from ten years ago that aren't relevant anymore, and I still think they're in the game, Cinder. And so something's wrong with my Same. brain. But that's another story. Okay, thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, Suns Fan Center and signing out. Goodbye. Bye. Subscribe. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening.